Let KXIT keep you in the know with our weekly podcast. Dallam-Hartley County's Hospital District wants to bring you all the latest updates and important information every fourth Thursday of the month at 3 p.m. and afterwards on our website at kxit.com. Tune in to hear from different representatives from Dallam-Hartley County's Hospital District as they keep you in the know. A podcast brought to you by the Dalhart Connection. In the know. To be knowledgeable or having access to information about something, being privy to special or new information, or this program on KXIT. It's time now for In the Know, brought to you by your Dalhart Connection, bringing our community together with new and important information with your host, Dyke Rogers, and this week's guest. Well, welcome to this week's edition of In the Know. I'm your host, Ike Rogers, and our guest today is Dr. Trip Stone, who is the Emergency and Trauma Director at Coon Memorial Hospital. Today, we're going to talk to Dr. Stone, and I would remind you that this broadcast is brought to you by the Dallum-Hartley County Hospital District and their effort to keep you informed about what's going on uh, at the hospital and things that might affect you as a community. Welcome, Dr. Stone. Well, thanks. Thanks for having me. Appreciate Good. it. Can I just call you Trip? Yes, sir. Okay, Trip. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I grew up in Houston, Texas. Uh, um, both my parents uh, um, relocated there when they were younger. Had me and my brother. Uh, we grew up there, and then uh, finished high school. Went to Texas Lutheran uh, for a year, actually, to play uh, football and didn't really enjoy it all that much and then transferred to the University of Texas in Austin where I got my degree in nutritional sciences. Uh, after that, I graduated in 2009. The economy wasn't particularly robust at that time trying to figure out what I wanted to do, so I taught at a, a high school for uh, a little bit and then I uh, uh, worked at an orthopedic research lab, took the MCAT, applied to medical school, was fortunate enough to get in, went to medical school at the Health Science Center in San Antonio, and then did my residency uh, in a combined program in emergency medicine and internal medicine at Christiana Hospital in Newark, Delaware. Uh, so that's kind of a little bit of my uh, background and how I got to where I'm at. But yeah. so. Well, so how did you get to Dalhart from Delaware? <laughs> so uh, kind of a... a I don't know if it's an interesting story, but uh, my fourth year, so doing the combined residency, it was uh, five years. If you do internal medicine uh, uh, as a what you call a categorical resident, so they're uh, doing uh, strictly internal medicine, or if you're doing strictly emergency medicine, it's three years. But in the combined, it was it was five. And so during my fourth year of uh, residency, COVID uh, uh, came around, and that changed a lot of the uh, dynamics in emergency medicine. So while the acuity at hospitals was still relatively high, uh, the volumes went down. And, uh, uh, and so the market in emergency medicine uh, changed a little bit. Uh, I wanted to do, uh, you know, with my background, it would have been nice, or it is nice, uh, to be able to do both emergency medicine and internal medicine. At larger hospitals, that's, that's a harder dynamic to... Uh, um, to convince somebody to allow you to do because most of the time hospitals like the larger uh, facilities they have contracting uh, um, agencies that staff the hospital with say your, your emergency medicine doctors or your internal medicine doctors and 
it's hard to kind of figure out who gets a piece of the pie at that point, and, and so it's it's just a little bit more challenging. But uh, out here, I was able to do both. Like I said, the, the market was a little bit different, so the uh, jobs in and around the Houston area, which is where all my family's from, uh, uh, weren't as uh, uh, bountiful, and and so I kind of opened my uh, uh, range, and uh, I had a um, co-resident who was... Uh, a year ahead of me, and he had been in contact uh, with this hospital uh, uh, somehow, uh, um, probably through our national conference that uh, um, everybody goes to once a year, all the emergency medicine residents go to, uh, and that's a, a kind of your day in the sun where you go and meet with recruiters and uh, uh, start jumping in the, the big boy job pool. and. Uh, um, that was canceled my my year because of COVID, and so we didn't get to do that. And so I reached out to him, who had this contact. I knew it was back in Texas. I wanted, you know, at a bare minimum to be back in in Texas, and and so it worked out. I came down here and enjoyed it, and seems seemed like a cool deal. And I've been it's okay. Been fun. So why emergency medicine instead of just regular doctoring? That's a good question. It, 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 uh, when I was my first year as a medical student, I had no idea what I wanted to do. We had a uh, a new uh, at my medical school. They had just started an emergency medicine residency program, and they had recruited a lot of faculty uh, to the Health Science Center in San Antonio to start this uh, uh, emergency medicine program, and uh, a lot of real passionate. Uh, um, fun people to be around it that attracted me to uh, uh, the field and then I spent a lot of time shadowing in the emergency department as a medical uh, student and and then uh, as it got towards uh, your fourth year which is where you're applying to residency programs uh, that's that's what I want to do and in in particular there was uh, a couple of attendings that really influenced me quite a bit uh, that did the combined uh, uh, training in internal medicine and emergency medicine and so that's kind of how I wound up in that. Okay now you also work on the floor. Yes sir. In the hospital. Correct. So you you both work in the emergency room and you work on the floor. Now you're the trauma director. I'm assuming that doesn't mean you make trauma so. Hopefully not. So tell me about trauma here in our hospital. Yeah so Trauma is interesting out here uh, from a resource standpoint. So we don't have a trauma surgeon on staff all the time. We don't have any other specialty services uh, that would be necessary, neurosurgery, anything else if there was head trauma. Blood products are somewhat limited here. Resuscitation becomes a little bit uh, uh, different at this facility just in terms of like how how judicious we have to be with certain blood products if we have multi uh, uh, patient or we have several patients come in with trauma like we have to be very uh, judicious with how we allocate blood products um, uh, but that being said the hospital actually has a, a very robust like set of equipment uh, and so uh, we're able to do a lot of good work uh, uh, with trauma we have uh, all the imaging studies that we would need to be to diagnose somebody and figure out what's going on to get them to the proper facility uh, as needed most of the trauma that I see here is either mo- automobile accidents or, or farming ranching related injuries that's, okay. that's primarily what I've seen. so what do you you live here in Dalhart now you've lived, lived here how long uh, I moved here, uh, let's see, my first night in Dalhart was July 4th, 2021. So I've been here a little over a year and a half. Okay, what do you find interesting about here? What do you do in your spare time when you're not working in the hospital? So I've actually really, this town has really grown on me, and I've really enjoyed uh, uh, being here. I've, uh, um, I've met a, a lot of really good people here, uh, and that's that's been 
a nice uh, surprise moving out here. I'll be honest, I was a little anxious uh, uh, initially just because I'm not from here. I don't have any family out here, and, and moving to a small town was uh, was a little nerve-wracking, but uh, I've enjoyed it. Free time, uh, I like to go hunting. I'll, I, I'm the recent new owner of a, a Vishla puppy, so that's been keeping me uh, uh, rather busy, but uh, I've I'm supposed to actually uh, uh, go quail hunting either today or tomorrow uh, with one of the uh, medics I work with. So I do a lot of that. I'll go out to New Mexico and go fly fish. Uh, um, I got friends in the Colorado area, so I'll go up and see them. I'll go down to Houston to go see family, so kind of all over. Do you want quick and easy access to your health data and providers? Dallum Hartley County's Hospital District is allowing exactly that for each of their patients with their new patient portal powered by Meditech Expanse. The portal is available to all patients and will connect between all DHCHD locations and providers. You can access your patient portal from any mobile device or desktop computer. Some amazing features that you can use your patient portal for will include viewing and pre-registering for appointments, signing consent forms, completing questionnaires, updating insurance information, completing self-check-in, access provider results, and much more. Dallin-Hartley County's Hospital District is the proud sponsor of this week's In the Know podcast, brought to you by the Dalhart Connection. Well, when you work in the emergency room, I just suspect you see an awful lot of odd things. I remember when I was uh, much younger, I had to be in the emergency room uh, to get some stitches. And I looked over and there was a guy that had a fork in his chest. And they were putting me in front of him. And I was only about 15 years old, but I was smart enough to know that that wasn't a good move. Uh, And so we convinced him to take the guy with the fork in his chest first. What kind of odd things have you seen, or what's one of the more odd things that you've seen in the emergency room? Man, these are tough questions. Uh, you know, after a while, you kind of get desensitized to a lot of uh, uh, the the bizarre. One of the things that I saw very early on uh, when I came out here, there was a, a young man that had come in uh, and uh, had a... Uh, I think his initial complaint is actually before I even started with the hospital. I had just come up to kind of orient myself, and there was a kid uh, uh, in the emergency department uh, coming in with some sinus complaint, uh, uh, and uh, I went in with the physician uh, that was working at the time, and we peeked in uh, uh, his mouth, and he had uh, a lot of the inside of his mouth was uh, like necrotic and and uh, there was like a, a black uh, uh, film on the inside and, and my initial question to the physician uh, that was working that day is like what are his blood sugars because uh, the concern is uh, you can get these bad fungal infections uh, uh, in the sinus cavities and sure enough he got transferred to uh, uh, Denver for uh, very serious antifungal uh, uh, therapy and so on and uh, so forth so that you know from right out of the gate uh, uh, coming here to work and seeing that I had only seen two cases of that as a resident in, in five years, and when I saw that, I was like, "Okay, I'm I'm getting into hot water here. This is this is going to be kind of interesting." Um, so that was kind of wild. Uh, had a lot of really uh, sick patients here, um, and I hate saying this, you know, for the for the patient, I hate for them to be sick, but for you know, those are the patients that I train to take care of, and and so uh, seeing the sick ones is kind of in a weird way, almost exciting for me because it's like, okay, this is where I get to, you know, utilize my skill set. So, um, but seen a lot of, a lot of sick folks, you know, you always get uh, um, certain things in places that certain things ought not be. Uh, and uh, so you get those time to time. Uh, but 
Anyway, it's been uh, a pretty diverse array of, of uh, presentations of illness and complaints and so on. Okay, well, let me ask you a question. Sometimes I'm a little confused as to whether uh, somebody should be going to the emergency room or whether they should be going to the walk-in clinic. What's kind of the deciding factor in that? What should a person out here listening to <clears throat> us today know if they're, if they're just sick or if they're hurt? When do you go to the emergency room and when do you go to the walk-in clinic? Sure. That's <laughs> you got to be real careful answering this question just uh, there's Imtala uh, violations I'm sure that uh, I will, I'll be dancing around. In a small community like this, I think the emergency department uh, is utilized for stuff that's probably not you know, really an emergency. Um, but again, just where we are and, and, and the amount of, uh, of places and providers that uh, can't see a, a patient, um, sometimes the emergency department is, is the spot for these people to go if they can't get somewhere. Uh, ideally, you know, in my mind, I would like to only see patients that are having life or limb-threatening emergencies. Uh, um, uh, but uh, that's... You know, it just kind of comes with the, the the territory of emergency medicine, and it's not uh, idiosyncratic to this place. That's that's everywhere. But you know, if people are worried uh, about something, uh, anytime I'm discharging somebody, I always tell them if they're having new, worsening, or concerning symptoms, feel free to come on back. And I don't really put any kind of qualifier on that, uh, just because if people are scared. You know about what's going on. I'm I'm happy to see them if they're scared. I I, I get it. They're they're the layperson can't be tasked to know what is or isn't going on with them. So if somebody has you know chest pain, even though their story to me may not sound particularly worrisome, you know chest pain's a scary thing for somebody if they have no idea what's going on. And then so it's like I'm I'm happy to see those those folks, uh, whether it's you know a heart attack or you know they bruise their chest from something completely benign you know um so if somebody wants to hear something more a a subject on your facebook page whether it's on rsv or whether it's on chest pain or whether it's on fever whatever it is if they have things they would like to hear about how would they find out Sure. So uh, with that series, we have a, uh, an email address that uh, folks can email uh, their questions, comments, concerns, um, and that email address is heydoc at dhchd.org. That's H-E-Y-D-O-C at dhchd.org. Okay, so if we want to get this, if we if we want to know something, do it, and 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 a doctor here will answer that at some time in an appropriate time frame. The idea is we'll try and uh, uh, collect all the questions, comments, and and so on that people have, and if there is a a theme that uh, we think could answer a lot of questions, and that's that's how we'll address it. Great. Well, trip. The hospital, uh, in their effort to keep people informed and to uh, to see that the community's healthy, and I'd commend them on doing a good job on that. They've recently established a Facebook uh, presence. It's kind of a doctor series. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me a little bit about that. So we just started this, I think, two weeks ago, uh, roughly. Um, a uh, um, it'll be a post that I or if one of the other physicians wants to uh, uh, engage uh, uh, with this uh, series, it's it's effectively a post uh, uh, that we'll put on our uh, hospital Facebook page that uh, um, either describes some sort of medical phenomena that you know 
maybe a lot of uh, um, the people in the community would like to know about if there's a new uh, um, pandemic or a new illness, uh, RSV. There was a lot of uh, uh, RSV in the press lately because a lot of uh, big uptick in cases nationwide. Um, you know, so that may be a, a post that we do soon uh, about RSV and things parents can do uh, for RSV. Or, you know, the one we did uh, a couple of weeks ago was about pediatric fevers. Uh, so it's really just a, a more of a community education um, piece to uh, let people know, hey, don't worry about this, worry about this, you know, uh, kind of just to help help folks out. Okay. Well, you currently have one on your uh, Facebook page that deals with fever. Yes, sir. Uh, and then I understand this is also on your website, which can also be accessed through our website here at KXIT. And so people that just want to keep up with what's going on can be keeping up with the hospital website, is that or the the hospital Facebook page? Is that correct? Sure. Yeah. For any of the medical posts that we we put up, if they're uh, um, you know if they are curious about a, a fever, again, that's that's the first one that we started doing. So that would be a, a good resource for them if uh, moms and dads are concerned about, hey, my child has a fever of x temperature should i be panicking um that that website would be a good resource for them okay trip is there anything that that i haven't asked you that you really want to tell us about uh about the hospital the emergency room yourself anything i've left out oh man as far as the hospital is concerned again going back i've really enjoyed uh uh, working there it's a fun fun little place to to work there's a lot of uh uh good care that takes place there given the uh, resources at hand uh, I've been really impressed uh, uh, and even when I came down here to interview in the fall of 2020 um, was very impressed with the uh, facilities and uh, the equipment and the uh, ability uh, that we uh, possess to take care of patients uh, it's it's a good little hospital I, I, I think a lot of you know and I held these uh, uh, perceptions myself but I think a lot of the common perception out there is, you know, these little hospitals don't have the ability to take care of folks, and that's absolutely false. Like, that little hospital can can do a lot of stuff. We, we got a lot of good uh, um, resources there. I mean, it's certainly not as much as uh, a level one trauma center, your UMC, where it's, you know, probably a thousand-plus bed hospital or, you know, something like that, but uh, I've been quite impressed with what this little hospital can do. Well, one of the things I like about this little hospital, as you call it, is that it's available and you don't wait four hours in the waiting room exactly. to see somebody. Correct. Uh, if I've got an emergency, I kind of want to see somebody who's going to take care of that emergency. I kind of hate to sit out in the waiting room for four hours to figure out if I live or die, sure. and they may have one less patient to see. So sure. I'm grateful for having the hospital no, here absolutely. and for the services that we get. Trip, thank you very much. This has been an edition of In the Know. Hopefully you tuned in today, but if you want to catch this or any past episodes and information about the hospital, uh, you can do that at kxit.com. Thank you, and until next week. Dallam-Hartley County's Hospital District holds a special place in many of our hearts. They are a cornerstone and pillar of the Delhart community. The Dallam-Hartley County's Hospital District helps take care of our family, friends, and more on a daily basis. They help keep us healthy with offering emergency care to labor and delivery, family medicine to assisted living, and much more. Dallam-Hartley County's Hospital District is committed to providing the highest quality care close to home.